everyone, welcome back to the Live Clip Podcast. I am your host, Jane Elizabeth Moore, and this is the second episode of Season 2. Now, second season is all about being an authentic you. So please, never underestimate your gift and talent. And let's celebrate your existence by being an authentic you. Now, before I proceed to today's episode, please leave a thumbs up on today's episode and follow Live Clay Podcast for more content like this. Now, without further ado, let's get on to today's episode, The Leap of Faith. Leap of Faith. It is not about jumping off the cliff blindly. Well, at least it is a picture that most people have in mind to associate with a leap of faith. No, it is about knowing what you need to do when you make that jump and knowing that there is a support system somewhere down there in any event you fall. Yes, of course, it is sort of like a now or never moment. It is also a step into something that you've always wanted to do and something you've always believed in, though you can't see it yet. A step into the unknown, so to speak. Now let me share with you my story. Back in 2008, when I was in my final year at the university in Kuala Lumpur, I was told by a friend that there was an independent production team who was looking for students to join their team for a production called Wish Upon a Crane. A musical theatre, well not really a musical theatre, it's a stage show depicting the lives of Sadako Sasaki who died of leukemia after being affected by atomic bomb. It was a sad and beautiful story about promoting peace around the world. She was a symbol of peace in Japan. There is a statue of her in Japan, by the way. So it was a very touching show. So anyway, this team is looking for actors, actresses, and crew members. I came from a very small town called Cebu in Sarawak. Theater or stage acting was and is non-existence in my town. However, I've always wanted to try acting since very young. Now, stage acting, musicals, stand-ups, and so forth are very popular in Kuala Lumpur. So I thought, hey, this is my chance to try out. It was now or never, because I was in my final year. Do it or regret it for the rest of my life. I didn't have acting background, did not learn how to do it, but I went for the audition anyway. Well, a sort of audition. Some of them who came were active in stage acting or dancing or musical 
of some sorts before, either in schools or in church. At least, they could call themselves amateur actors. <laughs> I had zero experience, knew nothing about acting, and I said right there, at that moment, during our first meeting, that I wanted to be cast. What a daring move. Now I know what you're thinking. Man, Jane, this is crazy. Isn't this just like jumping off the cliff blindly? <laughs> no, hear me out now. I had the opportunity, and moreover, it was not a professional kind of thing, but the director was a performing arts graduate that came to university to find who was interested. So they were looking for students to be part of the production team. So I knew it was a safe place. Some of us could learn about stage acting, and some could learn about putting the production together, so, whatever role we chose to play, all of us are learning at the same time. So, I didn't really jump into it blindly, but I did jump into it daringly. Because I did not know what to expect. Anyway, during our first meeting, I was asked to do some movements. Or do anything in front of those people, if I wanted to get a part. And I wanted to get a part, to be cast. Now, I was a very shy person. I hesitated a little bit, but it was now or never moment. I had to take a leap of faith. I told myself, I've come here. I've took that leap of faith when I decided to go for the audition which was also the first meeting. I cannot back out now. I have to do what I need to do. This is my chance. Knowing that if the director decided to cast me means he had faith that I could do it. And so I would learn along the way. There would be people who would guide me and teach me how to tell the story. So I did what I needed to do. I can't remember what I did that time, but I remember try not to be as awkward as possible. And that certainly caught attention because I got the part. And I played the dead grandmother. <laughs> but that's not the best part yet. The best part is that my character was the climate of the entire show. I wasn't expecting that. It was my first production. A production that people would actually pay to see the show. And I got one of the most important parts. How did it happen? Of course, it took teamwork to put up a good show. From the cast members to the crew members, everyone had to play their part well. I was part of the team, so I had to deliver.
But along the way, I almost gave up because I could not get the part right. I couldn't get into character. That was a time I realized acting is hard. Hailing story is hard. You know, when people ask me what is the most memorable moment that I had during the entire production, I would say, apart from being part of the great team, especially on the emotional final performance, one of the moments I could not forget was being asked to go to the rehearsal one hour earlier and locked into a music room and was told to rehearse in front of the director and a cast member. All this happened because I could not get the part right. And that was the time that I doubted myself. I had to be guided. They guided me on the movements, on understanding the character, embracing the character. They were anxious for me, but at the same time did not want to give up on me. I was about to give up. And remember the director told me, don't ever tell me that you are giving up the part. I've never wrong in my choice you are my choice, so I picked the right person. You are talented, and this character is definitely for you. You can do it. He believed in me when I couldn't believe in myself. But I didn't quit. We rehearsed for months. 10 days before the show, in one of the rehearsals one night, I sent the chill down the spine of other cast members. And I remember the director and some of the cast members looked at me with astonishment. And the director told me, there, you got it. Ten days before the show, I didn't think that I could do it. We performed in Malacca. It was a three-day show, and it was incredible. People loved the show. We ended up crying at the end of how amazing the production was and our team was. Everyone gave their best, especially at the final show in Malacca. Then at the final show, apparently in the audience, there was a man who enjoyed the show so much. About a year later, he contacted the director to put the similar show to raise funds for St. John's Ambulance at Patalingjaya. Now, I was already back in Cebu that time and already working. I received a text from the director 
asking me to get my ass back to Kuala Lumpur to reprise my role because he couldn't find anyone that could play the part. I did go back. I was excited. And I went back. There were so many new actors and some, of course, were familiar. It was great to see everybody. That show was successful. Then the next year, we got another invitation from Taylor College to do the same show. Again, I was asked to reprise the role. I agreed. This time, we worked with some of the professional actors, like real stage actors, like getting paid actors. It was a great moment, and I learned a little bit about stage acting. I love stage acting, and I still do. You see, if I didn't take a leap of faith, I would not know that I could do it. The opportunity door was there, and it was wide open. If I didn't go in, I would not be part of this great show. I reprise my role for two times. The director didn't just guide me along the way, but he also gave the confidence that I needed and reminded me that whatever I was doing was just to tell the story. That I am a storyteller. Oh, and I have to mention, I did a lot of research, not about the dead grandmother, of course, but how to present my character as a grandmother. After much guidance, I had a certain idea of how the character should present itself. You know, I figured she should be graceful, authoritative, like a queen of the underworld. But at the same time, she was a loving grandmother and had the need to comfort and reassure her granddaughter that everything was going to be okay. Although I'm not the most graceful person in the world, my body is as stiff as a stick. But yes, I pull it off at the end. And I didn't do it for my own effort. I did it because of the support that I had in the process. Oh yes, that was one of my proudest moments. I mean, I did something I didn't think it was possible, didn't I? Do I miss those times? Oh, yes. Would I do it again, given a chance? Oh, yes, I would. But I have a confession to make. As you've already known from the first episode, I tend to self-sabotaging myself. Right after the third show at Taylor College, one of the actors asked me if I wanted to stay in Kuala Lumpur to pursue stage acting. Despite the great experience that I had throughout the production period, I said no. Not because I didn't want to, but because I didn't have the confidence that I would succeed. You see, I wouldn't be jumping into full-time acting immediately if I were to pursue it. I'd need to get a job and do acting part-time for a start, maybe. And maybe I had to, to go for acting classes. I was already working as a junior reporter. I had a comfortable income. Well, a comfortable income for me to lead a comfortable life in a small town in Cebu, Sarawak, of course. It wouldn't be enough for me to survive in a big city like Kuala Lumpur. So 
I couldn't afford to lose the job that helped me put food on the table and pay my bills. I told her that despite the love for stage acting, it wasn't for me. But in truth, I was just afraid and I couldn't deal with the idea of struggling and working extremely hard to pursue stage acting. So I told myself there's no way I can survive. Looking back, it could be a lost opportunity. Who knows, I could be a successful actor by now. I didn't dare to dream bigger. Did I regret it? Well, I did at first. But I learned to move forward. There is no point to dwell in the past. I have to learn from that mistake and make a difference in myself. I've always considered myself a storyteller and I will be a storyteller. Not any storyteller, but a good one. I started blogging, learning as many things as possible about storytelling. Then a year ago, I decided to turn the blogging into podcasting because I believe that my biggest asset is my voice, both my point of view and the literal speaking voice. I was afraid to start at first because I was afraid that I would sound stupid. But then, if I didn't start, if I didn't take a leap of faith to start and be committed to it, I would never discover what I could do. Our time given to us is limited. Our job is to do what we need to do to be who we are meant to be. If you have a dream, don't be afraid to dream big. Take a leap of faith and be committed to your goal. I was listening to an audiobook on the Six Habits of Growth by Brendan Bashar the other day. One of the things he said is, don't lower your ambitions. Brendan has a point. You see, most of the time, people do not dare to dream big because they are afraid that they will not be able to fulfill those dreams. So they tend to set a goal at a lower level because all they could see is their limitation. Beyond that, oh, it is a big no-no. However, what we fail to realize is that each and every one of us are given different talents and abilities. We will never reach the full potential if we decided to just keep looking over the cliff and wishing that we were better. Reach out. Take a leap of faith. If there is fear, then face that fear. But if you did not encounter fear along the way, maybe you are not trying hard enough. That's all for today's episode, folks. Thank you for spending time to listen to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, 
don't forget to share this episode. Like it and follow LifeClick Podcast. Also, follow the LifeClick Podcast Instagram account. And also, please leave a comment what you think of this episode. I would love to hear from you. For next week's episode, I'll be sharing why you should turn fear into a positive thing. Fear is a good thing if you respond it with courage and use it as a signal to challenge yourself. So more on that next week. Again, this is LifeClick Podcast and I'm your host, Jane Elizabeth Moore, and I see you in the next episode. Until then, stay safe and stay well. Bye-bye.